there's someone for everybody. That's so. That's just such, such a positive notion. And I can also kind of see that, like, imagine for uh, for a guy's perspective, if it's a smaller guy with a tall lady, I imagine mm-hmm. their sex life must be kind of interesting as well. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> now we're now we're getting into it because <laughs> Resident Evil thirst uh, cast, baby. <laughs> this is a thirst cast, apparently. So. Welcome, beautiful listener, to the Humanist Podcast with Hammer and Steph. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. We've been, uh, Steph has been forgetting his keys and (laughs) he's been forgetting stuff. Spilling Imperial secrets to the masses. And yeah, those should be divulged, Monsieur. Yes, uh, I guess we could sh- chalk it up to um, equipment fault, uh, equipment errors uh, on my part, with uh, me forgetting to bring my my microphone. Yeah, well, no worries. We're back now. We're back, we back on track, and just in time too, because there's some saucy, thirsty, tall lady step on me, please news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got some uh, Resident Evil Village uh, showcase yeah. action, and uh, we got some other forms of action <laughs> in that showcase. Oh, yeah. I, I got a lot out of that. <laughs> I think many people did. Um, so, I mean... There's a, yeah, there's a definite sexual undertone uh, to... <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I mean, men... Some men like to, you know, feel weak and <laughs> and dominated, basically. And I think that uh, a giant vampire lady with huge knockers and definitely yeah. dump truck and dump and truck, dump truck. yeah, very huge uh, formation on the that behind. Yes, uh, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> so yeah, please step on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but but they definitely they're so aware uh, at this point as well because I saw that they actually had life size they, they even went so far as to like properly announce the shoe size that Dimitrescu is using and Jesus they had replica shoes at the right size I was like of okay course. this is a bit too much of course yeah. this is a bit but but at the same time you know why not capitalize on whatever. You know, it's the fans fancy, right? Yeah, but do you think like they expected that? I I gotta say that I think they expected it a little bit at least. Yeah, to a point, sure, mm. sure. Um I, I wasn't really expecting I don't know how popular this uh like the Lady Dimitrescu is in, in uh, like amongst Japanese audiences, but no. amongst the international fans though, like oh boy, <laughs> the thirst is real and me included, I'm I'm I fell for her seductions. Like, dude, just, just mm. the fact that I'm I'm almost two meters tall, right? Yeah. So for like, well, I don't know, for American audiences, uh, that's like what six four, six almost six five. And, yeah. Uh, so for 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 me to have this this girl that's like a solid meter taller than me and can kill me in an instant, there's just something exotic <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's six five six, basically in feet. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You you don't have that feeling often, Seth, that uh, you feel 
emasculated by anyone. <laughs> I, the funny thing is, in my 28 years of life, I've only ever once met a lady that was close to my height. That was powerful enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my scout that that blew my my power level scatter to pieces when I saw her. <laughs> uh, uh, no, like actually, that was really weird because um, you know, you know, Sensation White that that um, house yeah, yeah. house music festival thing. They had that in Norway, sure. I think, back in like what 2012 or something, and we mm -hmm. went there, and suddenly I heard someone like a female voice say. Uh, oh, I found my best friend or soulmate or something, something like that. And mm -hmm. the, the funny thing was, the sound didn't come from below. It came from like... <laughs> and that was a new experience. That, that was, was like... already kind of like setting off a couple of alerts in my head. And so when yeah. I turned, I looked her straight in the eye, which was like, holy Ooh. fuck. Uh, so, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, she, I think she was she was not quite my height, but she was at least 190 plus uh at least yeah. i think she was around 64 or something like that and i was like whoa what kind of what does that make you feel i mean to me i don't know if girls are maybe because i'm a small guy or <laughs> at least compared to you um <laughs> more normal in the international terms <laughs> yeah. but it's like I I don't know when girls are taller than me. It's not that I I don't kind of find them attractive, but it's not it's not the you know that that little extra thing is kind of a little bit gone. I don't know. Uh, but what do you feel? What do you feel about like taller women? Taller women being tall, or like just just close to my height, or or taller as well. Yeah, taller or close to. <laughs> I mean, it's not really easy to get taller with you. No, um, I don't. know. For me, it's kind of exciting actually because it's so. I'm just really not used to it, and it's no, kind of like yeah. exotic, right? So yeah, right, right. And I think because I'm still gonna be way heavier than them. Yeah, um, it's not. So it's, it's, like, it's not like that. I mean, I never feel emasculated by taller women either because I'm, you know, a, a burly low person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a, I'm wide at least yeah. wide enough so I can handle myself, uh, but it's not that it's not it's just I don't know what it is, but the same height it's no problem. But if if they're taller than me, it's just <laughs> something that I'm I'm not as interested. You know? Yeah. They yeah, I, I then it. you need to. It's kind of a they need to work. <laughs> they have to have something to compensate, like huge knockers. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going there. But I th and and but you know to to flip the to flip the perspective a lot of it. It's also a thing yeah. with tall women. Also, I think a lot of them kind of feel the same way about shorter guys, right? I think that's mm, also a thing, yeah. isn't it? Um, sure, sure. But then I've seen like uh, uh, something that's very weird: a trend where very tall women are with very small guys. You seen that? I've seen it. Uh, yeah. and it's it's interesting i mean by all means like break the trends i like it i, I i'm all for it it's, it's i feel very, it yeah yeah i feel that like that's a weird combination but it's almost like it fits perfectly because the the guy is like an often overcompensating for his height because that's yeah. like a thing with guys you know and <laughs> most women like taller guys 
Um, and it's like small guys often are very, you know, fast talking. They're high risk takers. Uh, yeah. Maybe they make a lot of money or, you know, they're uh, very social or, you know, kind of assume leader positions. Is that what force. I've been missing out on by being tall? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I mean... You know what I mean? That stereotype yeah, yeah. small guy that that's just striving and working hard to to prove himself because yeah. you know he needs I to know. prove himself, or he thinks he needs to prove himself. Yeah. And no. same with the girl that she's not small and petite, which is a female stereotype. So they kind of perfectly match up to each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> In some weird way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's just a lot of flavors, right? And yeah. honestly, I think that... I, I mean, and you also see, like, the, the very... How to say? Uh, the very skinny guy with the very cumbersome lady. You also see that, yeah. right? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, which, it's it's always interesting to see how these people find each other, but also at the same time, like, go for it, right? It's... Yeah, of course. I mean... It's very interesting to see there's someone for everybody that's so that's just a, such a positive notion and i could also kind of see that like imagine for uh for a guy's perspective if it's a smaller guy with a tall lady i imagine mm -hmm. their sex life must be kind of interesting as well don't you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure sure <laughs> now we're now we're getting into it because <laughs> resident evil thirst uh, cast baby <laughs> this is a thirst cast apparently so yeah um in the in the showcase we get to see um actually uh lady uh dimitrescu is yeah. drinking Ethan's blood or she's yeah. cutting his hand or something yeah and then uh, yeah. And a scene here mm -hmm. <laughs> what a scene that scene happened like wow yeah. wow 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh yeah w what do you think about like the showcase just briefly Honestly, uh, speaking strictly about because I I didn't get to watch like the the full demo footage, which is like uh, because apparently there's a thirty minute demo, uh, actually mm. two, that's gonna come out in limited um, release windows leading up to the game's release. First on PlayStation, and then which is I think out by the time we're recording, at least the first demo, and then there's gonna be one for other consoles as well in May. Um, yeah, but so and then they also showed like the. The trailer that showed more story and that trailer to me just 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 got me more hyped i'm really intrigued with what they have here with the with the characters like the um, it's just i don't know it's so different than what they've done before and it's just something so cool about that gothic setting and mm. their take on it you know the lichens look kind of normal i guess what you would expect but at the same time yeah the vampires the proportions like the characters uh the old lady with the skull staff and how ethan yeah, fits yeah, into yeah. this chris redfield being framed as sort of a bad guy i think that's a red yeah. herring though um you do yeah maybe but all of it i i just i'm really curious as to how it all fits together and somehow umbrella is involved in all this and how the flying bullshit is <laughs> yeah that yeah yeah <laughs> that, that one was uh, also my thought like how are they gonna bake that one in yeah that's gonna be interesting it is uh, um, actually yeah. my coworker had a pretty interesting theory on this you know mm -hmm. 
where he just said like, all right, but how about if Umbrella um, or like the Dimitrescu family and whatever, Mother Miranda and all that, what if they're board members on Umbrella? Uh, and then they've been providing, mm. you know, uh, their blood and like things like this to help further the experiments and then they get something in return, like these kind of things, right? So it was kind of an yeah. interesting theory, I thought. Yeah, I imagine like their biological input would be <laughs> would be interesting. Prime specimen giant females, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you said, this just hypes it up even more. It looks incredible. Everything we get to see that is new is up to snuff with the, what we've seen. Yeah. And uh yeah, and the story tidbits here and there just make it make it even more enticing so yeah i agree um <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm also i'm kinda oh yeah you wanna you, you wanna let's go from proportions to performance they apparently uh they apparently yeah. uh announced what the performance is gonna be like on the different consoles for this game which i found kind of interesting uh because like i on our last episode, before our major digressions into all kinds of <laughs> stuff, we mm. we talked a little bit about how the PS4 Pro demo looked like it, it had pretty decent performance. Like, it didn't look like 30 FPS as I would have expected from PS4, right? So, no, no. Uh, apparently, it's 60 FPS on PS4 Pro. Ooh, it is. It is, yes. Yes, uh, but I I guess that's kind of like a low uh, resolution mm, mode yeah, so, or like normal mode, and then they have high yeah. resolution mode, which is gonna be which is uh, 30, less which or forty. Yeah. Um, mm. Let me see if I can just find that. There we go. So apparently, on the PlayStation Five and the Series X, it's gonna be four K HDR, sixty FPS. Uh, and if it's ray tracing on, it's gonna be forty five mm. FPS, which is still that's, still that's yeah still still pretty that's, decent. That's uh, some serious uh, performance right there. Yeah, so I'm, ray tracing is a taxing task for any GPU, you know. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is absolutely. And for the PS4 Pro, it's gonna be 1080p with sixty FPS. Uh, but if you set to high resolution, it's gonna be four K HDR with thirty FPS. And then on normal PS4, it's going to be 900p with 45 FPS, which is you know still still doable, right? Yeah, sure. And interestingly, the Series S is going to be 1440p HDR on 45 FPS. Uh, and when mm, ray tracing is server. turned on, it's yeah. going to be the same, but with 30 FPS. So right. I I heard some people were a little bit disappointed with, um, you know. The Series S uh, yeah. performance on this that there's no like 60 FPS uh, option, and you know that it's not gonna be able to do what the Series X is doing. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, sure, but I'm. I think that they need to kind of separate those products. Also, maybe that's yeah. a little bit of a push, you know, to maybe it would have been able to like crank out some form of acceptable gameplay yeah 
but they wanted wanted to kind of have a distinction between the premium and the the lower end, you know. Yeah, I mean that was always kind of a. I mean the the justification for the Series S was the price point usually, right? Make it a little bit more yeah. affordable. And... I mean, to be fair, it's it's quite a good proposition, so yeah, can't really complain. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. At least from from what I've seen so far, uh, but just the fact that it's a like what do you call it, like economic uh, alternative for yeah. to get into the next gen gaming. That's kind of what it is, right? So you can't it really is. expect it to. To, to do all those things but to be absolutely top yeah though high I, end no i i do understand that having it at 1440p hdr uh, at least could have been 60 fps and uh, I, I understand mm. that though at 45 like yeah i i get it yeah it feels a little bit like underwhelming yeah yeah sure but i mean if the ps4 so. pro can do 60 fps um, yeah. i think the series that should be able to as well that that's I, it's, I that. it, yeah it's like but i don't know it, yeah they're the ps4 pro the incentive is to push it as hard and as far as possible to be you know to to sell the game to uh, that install base mm-hmm. but on the s it's more like okay we need to separate these two products you know they're yeah. still maturing so but yeah i do understand the frustration a little bit but still and in very uninteresting news on Google Stadia, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be 1080p, 60 fps, mm-hmm. and 4K, 60 fps. Uh, except with 4K upscaled using dynamic resolution, it says. For those mm-hmm. who's interested in that, do you yeah. even know anyone who's got the Stadia? No. Uh, no. I I know someone who got the. What is that like? The you have the free package thing. Uh, I think the, like the streaming thing, something when it was new, he he tried to dabble a little bit in it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, right. And then, that one. Yeah, and then just the fact that I don't even know any exact <laughs> definition of what I'm talking about right now so shows how interested I am in Stadia. But yeah. but he he tried some kind to dabble a little bit in it, and then he when all the reviews and the 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 controversies happened. He was just like, nah, fuck this. I'm just gonna get a PS5 or Series X instead. Yeah, good call, good call. It it, it was, yeah. How about you? Are you still looking to buy one of the consoles, or are you just gonna? Well, yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I haven't decided yet. There's still. I really want to play Village, but it's like I'm gonna be a father <laughs> soon. That's true. So, uh, yeah, just dropping that. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a little bit harder to get the time, you know, to to play the games that you want to. So, and I always, I'm always very happy with my Steam account and my PC. So, I don't know. I mean, it's coming I'll out on PC as, as well. An yeah, for sure. I mean, not like for, for Village alone, but. You know, some games are just better on console. Uh, true, true. It, it's at least a little bit easier to have like that. I don't know the the, the pick up and play nature of consoles is just yeah. a little bit easier sometimes. Even though I do have like a PS4 controller on for my computer, so yeah, and that that helps. Uh, it it does help with the pick up and play thing. Like it's the same with yeah, it does. 
I had that with uh, Persona 5 Strikers uh, because that feels to me like very much a console game. And yeah, I, I love the game though. I absolutely do. And I also just plugged in my my Xbox controller to my PC and played it on Steam. Mm. Uh, and you know my PC can handle it fine and it's all good. But I probably would have finished it by now if I had it on console. But I I just like it just never occurs to me that to play it on PC. It's just it's something weird on it. I, yeah, <laughs> mm. it's on my to do list for sure because I absolutely like the game. But I just since it feels like a console game on PC, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's Yeah, some games are just not as well ported. Oh, so the, the port is actually good. It's just oh. something about the, the mental thing of it. The, the pick up okay, and play yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 I know. There's something about that. I mean, and there's some games on PC that are, you know, definite PC games. You couldn't replicate it on console. And I think that that has to be like the control method with the mouse and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that just gives you like a special experience with like strategy and and like a little bit more slow burning games maybe. Right. That's typical. And I like those games. <laughs> so <laughs> I am, you know, uh, the PC player at heart, even though I started my career uh, with consoles. Yeah. Back eons ago. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll return to console this, uh, like later when the, when the consoles, the, at least the flagship consoles are a little bit cheaper and, yeah. uh, yeah, got, they've gotten like some, a good library. You know, I'm sh- absolutely 120% sure that your kid is going to be the coolest nerd around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see if he um, if he kind of grows up to become a gamer. Maybe he's gonna be a jock. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, could be. Um, yeah. But you know, it's like I, I just imagine it's just gonna be like a, a prime Inquisition specimen. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna find like some Warhammer 40k books in the bookshelf and. and <laughs> We have, we have a. He's gonna landslide on our hands. Just imagine he he goes into, uh, assuming it's a he, but imagine he goes into the living room, yeah. or he leaves. No, he leaves to your man cave. He's like three years old at this point, right? And yeah. he just goes into your man cave, and you're sitting in the living room. He comes out. He's noticeably buffer, and he already finished his uh, voice puberty, and he's just like, <laughs> "Dad, I found this book." <laughs> I am Horus. I am the Warmaster. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, a little bit eerie. <laughs> yeah, I think. but and then you of gotta course, gotta keep those 40k books uh, under lock and key. I think, and then he just becomes the next uh, chairman for Games Workshop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being a 40k avid, 40k nerd, sure, I I accept anything. Uh, I mean. We have some strong indications that it's actually going to be a he also. So, Ooh. yeah, well, uh, that is very uncertain. But, yeah, there you go. I, <laughs> I let it slip. See, it's, um, it's either going to be the the coolest, coolest jock or the coolest, like, gamer girl. Like, I'm calling it right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a, hopefully not a streamer or gamer girl. <laughs> oh, it depends on the, on the kind, right? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what kind I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm open to anything. It's just you know, this kid is gonna be its own person, and it's gonna be, a, it's gonna have the possibility to unfold in whichever way it, it wants to. In whichever way K wants to. Yeah, <laughs> the Almighty <laughs> wants wants to ha- already has uh, designed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, written. it's already written. Yeah, so it's already written in the script. <laughs> it's in the code. It's hard coded. But yeah, uh, but have you been playing like some other games lately, or? Well, I I played through. Uh, well, yeah, I played a lot of Outriders. Right, right, Outriders. Yeah, yeah, that game. What do you think now? Well, it started off pretty solid. I mean, it's it, it's got its jank. It's definitely got its jank. Like for example. Uh, all dialogue is like complete. It's really weird. The tone is all over the place. Uh, the yeah. people say things that you just sit there and you're just like, "Well, nobody <laughs> says that." that <laughs> yeah, like uh, so also, this is how people talk. I've been doing it wrong all this time. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's like one interesting character out of everyone, um, and the story is kind of like. You know, I I skip most cutscenes because I just well for two reasons. One, the story didn't really hook me after after the intro, no. and the second is that they're kind of edited a bit wrong, so the cutscenes will end very abruptly. Uh but then there's a lot of weird shit too. Like for example, you're always under fire, so all the enemies have extreme aim so they like as soon as you leave cover even sometimes when you're in cover you'll be under fire immediately and you'll always take damage and it's very like annoying at least to me mm-hmm. uh and you have this concept of world tiers which is kind of like as you progress you fill up this meter almost like an xp bar that increases world tier and that functions as like the um, difficulty okay yeah and with increased difficulty it's the Diablo style of, um, you know, better rewards, better, more XP, uh, right, these kind of things, right. Right? which is cool. I like that. Um, <laughs> but then sometimes the world tier can increase mid-boss fight and stuff as well, in which case Ooh. it will be significantly harder. You'll get super shafted. Uh, and yeah. then not only that, but you'll get the previous world tier rewards uh, for that fight. because like Oh, yeah. so you get the, <laughs> the bad thing and not the good thing. Kind of, yeah. Um, you see, you know, but but it's also kind of like an anti-cheese mechanic, so that you wouldn't just yeah for sure. So you can't like just do it the last minute. Yeah, so I I, I, fi- I that's okay and all that, but it happened to me at the most inopportune times. So I got super mm. screwed. Uh, but and yeah, so like I was leaning on a seven for a while. Like this is like a really fun seven out of ten game. Mm. Not worth six hundred like sixty dollars for sure. Uh, it's mm. But on Game Pass, it's free, right? So it's like, yeah, uh, it was definitely worth it for that. But then, as I got further along, I played most of it solo, and mm. it just got to such a, I don't know, it just got to this kind of like difficulty spike where everything was just stone wall. Um, so now I'm, and, and also just the fact that you get stuck on geometry when it's very important that you. Because um, like, oh, that's that's always you know a fucking rage moment. Yeah, and like you know you you 
you can dodge roll and all that, but the dodge rolling doesn't really provide you with that much invincibility frames. The cover system oh. is absolute dog shit. Um, and there's always going to be constantly spawning enemies that suddenly can just spawn on the side of you and while you're in cover and it's just like, I don't know, it was annoying and you try to dodge away and you get stuck on this small like branch that just keeps you in place, you die or yeah. sometimes the, the geometry is very weird so that you, you get boxed in by enemies and you can't dodge through them and no. okay. it's a, yeah, I don't know, in the end it all piled up to take it down to 5 out of 10 for me mm, yeah that's a substantial <laughs> reduction. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I mean, if you play with friends, I'm sure it's gonna stay a seven out of ten game, probably. Yeah, sure. Uh, but but for me, it, it I don't know. At some point, I just wasn't having fun anymore. No, and I, you know, being an older gamer, it's I feel that that's kind of getting to be a thing that when you're as old as me or as we are. Uh, you you get a little bit more picky yeah, uh, with your time and you don't tolerate before you could tolerate anything you know the dank anything just to just to try a new game but now it's like uh, if it if it just gives you a little bit too much resistance on the wrong like not like difficulty and stuff like that because that can be very enjoyable but like you said clipping on geometry geometry and and, and kind of getting shafted by the game design yeah. in itself uh those things you have low tolerance for now yeah absolutely uh and yeah i definitely feel that um outriders it has some good things going for you if you have game pass check it out um i think it's only on console game pass though but so yeah if you have a series s or x then yeah, try it. And if you have friends to try it with, even better. You you can have a good time with it. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, don't expect like, don't expect super high quality. Is all I'm saying. Uh, it's just it's a, feels like a budget title in a triple A package. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> they, I back in the day that was like. Every other game was like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least for PC, where you could get some real turds. <clears throat> some, <laughs> yeah, some real turds. <laughs> yeah. You could get like <clears throat> things that all the marketing and stuff were really convincing, and when you got to play the game, it was like super janky and real dog you know, shit. Yeah, just just real dog shit. But you you kind of squeeze that lime you know and just <laughs> continued on trying to like it i remember have owning a couple of games like that yeah oh yeah but <laughs> but now nowadays you just you're so picky you you research everything you kind of i can uh, like speaking from my own experience i'm very uh diligent about what games i give a chance now yeah i mean even if it's really promising, uh, but it kind of has some elements that I know that I don't like. Yeah, I'll be like, no, no, I'll pass on this because my time is so precious now, and you know, I uh, basically I I play games to uh, as a almost a uh, necessary 
uh, R&R exercise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to get, to, to get your mind completely off from the world and all your daily concerns, challenges. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And of course, then as your time, your spare time goal, you know, becomes less. Obviously, mm. you want more of a, you, you want to squeeze the quality out of that little time. Mm, for sure. So you just, I don't know, you just need to, to optimize it. And it feels a little bit, I don't know, <clears throat> it's a little bit soulless also to be like that. But still, when you find the game that really, really fits, like, it, for, for instance, Green Hell. Yeah. Uh, which I loved and played 150 hours. Yeah. Um, it was like a perfect game like that. Just, you know, fit me 100% and I could always get my enjoyment out of that and it never disappointed. I just love uh, it when you find games like that. That's kind of like, mm. that's the essence of why we're doing it, why we're dedicating time to games. You know, finding those yeah. like super itch scratching games. Like that just mm. feels like tailor made mm. for you. <laughs> but have you noticed that sometimes you're on you're just on a hunt for for the next experience and you yeah. sift through a billion titles on Steam and you're like oh no, no, not this one, not this one, not this one and you eventually become so kind of starved that you, you just buy something that you think you you ultimately know that it's it's not up to snuff, but you just want something. You just want to try it. I'm sure half my Steam library is games. Like yeah, that. <laughs> you have like you. I at least have fifty games like that. I yeah. mean, oh, I have so many games like that. You just need to trust your instincts. Yeah. Be true to yourself when you when you uh, when you're critical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you sit uh, through the Steam library. Yeah, I, I actually did that with... Uh, you know, I really like Dragon Ball Xenoverse 1 and 2. Mm. Uh, I mean, that, that game can be very frustrating and has its problems, but as a Dragon Ball fan, you know, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that game. Or those two games. And then you have the, the other game called uh, Jump Force, which is sort of kind of like Xenoverse, but it's with all the, the Shonen Jump, the, the popular manga protagonist yeah. smashed up right and right. you can tell from the art style it's trying to be this kind of like weird hyper realistic accentuated uh, version where like on some characters yeah. it looks good on other characters it looks hella weird like trunks are looking <laughs> yeah. at you, you look fucked up um but other characters like frieza look pretty awesome um so it, yeah but yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, wow, this is like Xenoverse just with all the manga characters. Then I read the reviews, and it's like, all right, the story's garbage. Uh, gameplay can be fun, but very, like, simplified, and it's kind of, like, repetitive after a while, even though the, the attacks and ultimate attacks and all that can look very spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, I played it at Dank N's place, and we had some fun, uh, because some of the DLC characters are really interesting, too, like fucking Ant King from Hunter x Hunter. And, mm. you know, like some, some Jordan and Giovanna from JoJo. There's a lot of very interesting choices uh, for, <laughs> yeah. for DLC. Did you, did you have the, the coward, the, the, the no courage, the cowardly dog skins for, <laughs> for the JoJo characters? <laughs> that, 
Man, all right. For for reference, that's like one of the the oh, mukatte kuru no ka. Like that scene from yeah. JoJo just with Eustace and Courage, and they're like oh. super JoJo fight, and it's so fucking funny. It's one of my favorite memes. Oh yeah, that was that was. I mean, sometimes the internet just delivers, you know, <laughs> just just, delivers just like on a silver platter. And just see that iconic like pose, uh, like opposing, you know that that that. What do you call that? Like that face-off um, image from JoJo, and then it's like yeah, yeah. super buff courage with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like you can see kind of his you know his quads and his dick is like really accentuated, you know. His face isn't isn't. Even, visible at all but no. you can kind of see that he has ears yeah yeah the, the courage <laughs> ears, and you ears. see those glowing yeah. eyes hidden in shadow yeah. and then eustace uh, is just like this buff dude with like that that handsome boy face but just with eustace's clothes yeah and just slapped on that dank ass hat yeah that he always has oh, and then he does like like super oh extreme good. jojo pose as they are facing each other as like the yeah. do 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 go 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 like that <laughs> yes yeah yeah oh you got me with that one, man. And he's like, he's like cracking his knuckles. Yeah. And and he's and he's like, you make me look bad, yeah. stupid dog. <laughs> oh. Right, I'll 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 try to link that that meme in the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta do that. People have gotta see that. It's probably not as fun for you guys, but yeah, it's 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 great. Oh, oh my god, coward. Coward, uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog was a, an amazing show. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. That's a good show. Children's shows were so much better back then, I feel. That's probably what yeah. every kid said at all times in all generations. But still, ours was the best. Can't contest it. <laughs> yeah, I just remember coming home from school and watching Courage, and it was so fucking... It was such an LSD trip to watch that show. It was so weird and yeah. strangely, you never, you never. It was a, always the same format, but it was you never knew what you were gonna get. You know. Yeah. True. And it and it was super creepy. Super creepy. They managed to play on like some factors of human psychology that I, I have never actually seen replicated. Yeah, and the, the some of the uncanny designs of the monsters and stuff was as well, which is like it, it was just it all yeah. clicked together to become this very entertaining, but also very kind of like creepy. And there was a couple of episodes that really creeped me out when I was a kid. You know, yeah, that whole universe. It's they just drive home the point that any, anything can happen, and and it does. You know, everything's just <laughs> just living in a psychedelic dream, basically. Yeah, I mean, and like all the episodes where Eustace dies in some kind of way or suffers a horrible fate. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, and Kirch always trying to save Matilda and she gets mutated and turned into a ghost trapped into a vacuum cleaner. When Mr. Katz comes oh, yeah. to, uh, he's Katz. like a recurring, recurring character. Yeah. It's just a... It, mm, human humanoid cat man whose name's mr cats yeah and he he always you know kind of he has these uh, recurring roles in different kind of 
jobs or whatever and yeah. he always he's always an ominous character and i think he's trying to sell a new vacuum cleaner like a, <laughs> a door salesman <laughs> and basically that's some evil ploy to suck <laughs> suck in muriel? Uh, no is it, it muriel it, it's not did i say matilda that's uh norwegian no yeah um muriel and uses and it's like <laughs> who comes up with that and inside the vacuum cleaner is it's like a separate dimension yeah. where like dust creatures live and stuff like that and because there's also this episode called cat's motel where they mm -hmm. they stay in a motel where he has these giant ass spiders that he sends to them yeah <laughs> yeah that one Oh, that's uh, such a creepy, creepy. But have you seen the episode, the episode where where Eustace's foot becomes infected and becomes yeah, this yeah, giant sure. purple thing with sentient toes that it's like a mafia family? Oh my god, that's so. There's so many crazy episodes. <laughs> uh, and and I they they used some kind of um, technique, animation technique, where there's superimposed live footage, and they used some. 3d animations and uh yeah i think the the art style and the way they implemented uh you know animation yeah in general was just really really innovative and cool man um yeah. i think probably most of our listeners have seen courage but if you haven't i just do it yeah check it out there's some there's a lot to, in it to enjoy even for older audiences you know yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything more you want to talk about? Any any more news? Uh, I guess I can just conclude the point I was making about Jump Force. Because, yeah. Because, um, like, my whole point was that, was, was that, like, all right, you know, I, I'm not going to care about the shitty story and the shortcomings that I saw in every review. Uh, I'm just going to play it and play as the DLC characters and you know have fun with that and i just convinced myself that it was going to be fun yeah and it was for 30 minutes after i finished trying out uh ant king and grim joe and the characters i was interested in uh movesets and all that yeah and then i never played it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, uh, i mean that's in a story as old as steam itself <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's a very, that's a very good analogy, very good way to put it. Yeah, because you know, when you buy stuff on on like big sales days, and you know, yeah. in, in Christmas, a big Christmas sale and summer sales, you just buy stuff, you know, shit that you've always been a little bit interested in. Yeah, just being like, yeah, this is for me, and but not quite pull the trigger, and then you just do it, and it's shit. Like you really deeply down, you knew that it was gonna be shit, yeah, or not for you, but you you gone ahead and bought it anyway. Yeah, you just found some momentary <laughs> weakness that told you, like, no, you are gonna enjoy this enough to justify yeah, to, yeah, to, to right. justify the purchase. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Like, I am. Um, I really loved subnautica for instance oh yes I've, I've been i've been curious about that game i've watched a lot of games yeah, 
have you, you have watched gameplay? Okay. Yeah, but I it's on Game Pass, so I'm I'm really like just about to oh, try it. Oh man, know? just try it. Jesus, I know. it's on Game Pass. Yeah. It's fucking Subnautica. It's yeah, it's a really great game. It uh, looks like it. It's a very unique experience as well. Yeah. Like no no other game has ever kind of done that spin on survival and, and crafting. Right. Um, but I played also Subnautica Below Zero, and that just, yeah, it was too samey for okay. me. And it just wasn't, you know, the, the thing with the Subnautica is it's the wow factor, you know, the yeah. first time you just jump and dive beneath and the exploration and uh, the kind of drive to to make bases and small kind of frontier bases in the depths yeah uh so you can harvest more resources and stuff like that so but when when they kind of recycled it and it just wasn't it really just wasn't new enough the right. below zero uh, yeah so that was like that i bought and played for like four hours or something and it was just too samey same with a game called breath edge oh, yeah. uh, which is um supposed to be very subnautical like or esque mm-hmm. uh or at least steam told me it was <laughs> but yes. it it really wasn't it's not a bad game but it's just when you kind of seek that that thrill <laughs> you seek that itch. high mm-hmm. yeah you seek that same high and just you just can't get it then yeah uh, and I, yeah so i spent like subnautica was i don't know maybe $25 or something when I bought it first, but then I at least spent like $40 just to seek that high again. Ooh, <laughs> you know, okay. just to, yeah, like but buying uh, Below Zero, the kind of expansion or uh, standalone expansion uh, right. for Subnautica and uh, Breath Edge. Uh, both of those games were not. And I also <laughs> bought a game called Astroneer. Yeah, which was uh, a little more, a bit more enjoyable, but still not not my type of survival uh, crafting game. Yeah, it's, there's just something about it being so gamey and colory, and the planets are so wacky, and you know, <laughs> but not in a good uh, way, not endearing. No, not wacky. in a good way, no, not endearing, endearing. No. So yeah, you can you can easily get lost trying to. St- to seek that high same with the terraria oh yeah yeah. which was uh which is like a 2d uh minecrafty game which yeah. i absolutely loved uh oh i chased that high <laughs> <laughs> for a long time and there there were many clones in terraria like games but no one quite managed to uh, to replicate it yeah i yeah i guess what you mean and it's just it's just something about that like sometimes you just get that it scratched in the the just the right way and then eventually of course the fix runs out and then but then like it it, it can take a while until the next um proper itch scratcher comes along <sighs> yeah sure but you know 
I actually got another piece of news as well. It's it's not exactly news at this point, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah. Far. So, uh, apparently, over at Sony, they were having this discussion on and pitches about what to do with their franchises, right? Yeah. So, are you familiar with Days Gone, the the motorcycle zombie horde game? Yeah, sure, I know about it, but not too familiar. No, but you you know of it. Because, yeah. like, that game got, uh, you know, decent reviews, and uh, eventually it got patched more, and, like, you know, it grew a cult following, and people, it, it grew on people, so to speak, even though it was, yeah. like, a lukewarm reception at launch. Right, right. I, I never tried it myself, but I figured, like, hey, you know, this, I always thought that it has potential. So, like, a sequel would be, would potentially be quite nice, right? Could yeah, yeah. And so uh, apparently there was a pitch for A Days Gone 2, which was supposed to be like um, a co-op experience, or like you can play co-op in an open world, persistent world kind of thing. Sounds cool, right? Yeah, sure. Um, that was rejected. And then <laughs> instead, they were like, hey, we're, we're big brain people here at the XX Offit. So... Why don't you guys just remake, not remaster, remake The Last of Us 1 instead? Okay. That Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a direction change. Well, The Last of Us 1 was, you know, as a classic. Yeah. Um it's remake it like totally remake it yeah remake it or like remake as in uh you know make it again but from the ground up in an updated engine in a new engine yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i mean no i don't think that's a great idea it's not it's a shit idea it's uh it's very unnecessary i would say yeah um do you feel like the game is old enough to warrant that no it's much too young and it's a game that doesn't necessarily really benefit too much from from that treatment yeah as well you know and uh people who love that game know the story in and out and you're probably maybe maybe gonna play it again i don't know i i just I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, and like the thing is, though, in my opinion, at least, um, sure they remastered it for PS4 and and such, uh, but even the PS3 version, in my opinion, mm-hmm. still looks fairly decent. It holds yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The graphics on that game is really good. I yeah. I had it on PS3. Right. Um, and it's that was like my experience with it, and it was a very very satisfactory experience yeah uh and it's like why remake it what's the point it's there's no point in it like literally uh even if they made it in like graphic engine equivalent or like graphic level equivalent or let's say a couple of years down the line of what we saw in last of us 2 because whatever you thought of that game the graphics are amazing yeah yeah but like i it doesn't need that upgrade no and it's like it's not a game. I mean, some games do, like I always say, uh, when a game can kind of facilitate your own story, you know, yeah. when you uh, 
kind of simulate the story in your head with the game's help basically yeah and that's not what this game is this is a very story driven game you yeah. know and <laughs> i mean replaying it's going to be like watching an old movie in you know with a new coat of paint uh it's uh, not really interesting at all yeah and now it's going to actually be more like if they just redid the movie with new actors or like not new actors well yeah uh they just they just reshot the movie for yeah reshot it and in 4k this time yeah exactly instead of just touching up on the old visuals like they they do so it's just like i i just don't see the benefit it sounds like it's going to be a hell of an expensive milking of a cash cow more than anything else they're already making the hbo series right which like yeah already sure hbo can probably do a, a decent job but already there is like all right there's some strange casting choices but it can work yeah and they're like let's sure also remake can. yeah I, I don't know it's weird i don't they're, like it they yeah. don't know what they're doing you, no you think they're kind of playing off the hype from the series yeah I, they try yeah 100 percent. i think yeah. so I mean, Lord of the Rings just recently got a 4K edition, didn't they? Right. They, they did. <laughs> which was, yeah, which was uh, very uh, lauded as a very good remaster, and and they also did a lot of, uh, you know, uh, directorial uh, kind of decisions yeah. with um, with uh, some shaders and stuff like that, uh, which is uh, which was very well received as i understand from the community i yeah i heard that like even if this is the version i'm thinking about like they also redid they they upgraded some of the effects and stuff as well that uh peter yeah. jackson himself actually said that like now we're actually with the current technology we're able to really bring the vision i had for it back then uh, yeah yeah he said that and if that's true i i want to see i want to see that for sure yeah for sure but those are you know one of the best movies ever, yeah. <laughs> basically, and yeah. But I, what do you think about the new series, though? The new I, I've heard that the, that it's going to be the most expensive TV series ever produced. Yeah, uh, what was like like the the first season is going to cost like five hundred million or something, some insane yeah, shit like million that. dollars. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, that fact gives <laughs> me some hope. I guess. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's going to be like movies basically yeah each episode um but it, i mean it the, the the actors and this is gonna be loosely based you know on yeah. tolkien's work so it still needs to be some good writing here it does yeah for sure and that's always where things can go horribly wrong or it can go pretty right yeah yeah because so, people are hungry for more tolkien stuff you know and yeah. we know that it's basically exhausted now or it's been dragged into a very 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 thin dough <laughs> yeah 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 and baked over and over and over again so uh i mean just, i think that it's the right way to do it just basing it off some really established facts and and far off from the lord of the rings time yeah uh and just bake making making it their own story but like you said it can go really really right or really really wrong yeah i mean recently we've seen you know um because it's 
no matter how you spin it, it's going to be fan fiction, right? Really expensive yeah. fan fiction is what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And that can be good. There are There is a lot of good fan fiction. The, the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games I thought were really great. Yeah. Yeah, right. But I never play those. I, you should. Um, I, I highly recommend it. But but the thing is, like, does it necessarily always feel like Lord of the Rings? Maybe not. No. But it's still a very solid, uh, cool experience with, like, a slight Lord of the Rings coat of paint. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I It can go well. And, you know, I, I thought they made the, that, that follow-up of the sequel to the Watchmen comics, right? By Alan Moore back in... Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's like trying to follow up on that. It's like, what the fuck? That's such a risk. But in the end, mm. I, it turned out to be a very good show. Yeah, sure. So, you know, uh, I I hope it's going to be good. If it is... Yeah, um, fingers. Everything crossed for that one. That's... Please, please, please don't be shit. Please don't be shit. Please don't be shit. That's like you can pray and pray and pray in the sanctum of K, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't. Re- I mean, I, I'm trying not to get too attached to that, you yeah. know, because I really, really love uh, Lord of the Rings and especially the the book uh, or books, yeah, depending on how you <laughs> you read them. But but I I feel that. It's, um, I don't want to get too disappointed here. <laughs> yeah. I just can't bear it. I just can't bear it. So, but like, as a, like a huge fan of the books, how would you say you find their chances of success are, realistically speaking? Mm, I mean, the books are crafted with such a meticulous, slow, uh, build. Yeah. And I think... I feel that Tolkien, he built the, um, I mean, he, he basically wrote The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings for his kids. Um, and the tone of the books mature over time as his kids grow older. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also the lore mature over time as it expands, you know, and as yeah. he writes more. And I feel that he wrote the books very slowly and elaborated a lot on on the universe. And he emphasized, you know, the backstory of everything uh, very hard. So it's going to be that's, you know, I think that that's a, a huge reason for it, for why it's such a beloved fantasy verse, basically the fantasy verse. Um, and... You know, basing it on that, you need to follow it up with very strong uh, kind of lore-based scenery and story. And yeah, just everything needs to be meticulous. You need to get into the details and don't slack, basically. Yeah. Which is, you know, (laughs) hard to do and time-consuming. But at least it's um, it's comforting to see that they're getting the dedicated budget. Yeah, yeah, they get a huge, huge budget if, if we're to believe what yeah the news says. So now everything kind of rests with the writers and the creative producers. Yeah, it's basically like uh, George R. R. Martin. It's a reason why he takes such a long time to write his books. Over a thousand named characters. Yeah. 
yeah you know it's because he yeah like he builds the characters the environments over a long time he plans the scenarios he plans the the twists and you know every interaction and sometimes he probably goes back and edits and takes stuff out you know Let's add look, stuff in yeah and and a different thing also is like he has very few continuity errors as well in his books mm, yeah um, yeah they're very well talked or thought out yeah. <laughs> almost like insanely like crazy attention to detail because even those that you know they they look for continuity errors in books and stuff like that like they're you know that's that's their hobby and you know to like yeah. search out these things but even they have like lauded this book uh like book series as like having very few errors i think there's like a couple here and there about like how uh in one chapter jamie ends up riding off on a horse and then on the next chapter uh of his point of view where he arrives the horse has changed color or something like that yeah it's like that level and it's just, there's only a handful of them which is insane mm. yeah i mean how old is george now he's uh 70 72 is he has he passed 70 yet yeah it says here george r, r. martin american novelist 72 years right he's gotta be he's gotta get to work you know <laughs> finish those books i mean i love his books yeah. to death yeah uh, so the first one came out in 1996 can you believe that yeah, that's insane and just the fact that i read dance with dragons right after it came out uh yeah. or listened to it on audiobook as i was slaving away in the, at the factory um mm-hmm. but like it's already been almost 10 years no it is 10 years since that book came it's, out it's 10 years to this year yeah 2011 pure insanity yeah yeah time flies man and just like that we need to wrap up this podcast we're passing an hour nice segue (laughs) yeah okay people remember to stay humid and stay dank like and subscribe 